0: thing that's so special about that trail is actually it was created by beavers so once you get to the very end of the trail you're standing on an active beaver dam.
1: Hey you're listening to the Welcome to Kameno Island podcast presented by the Kameno Chamber of Commerce. Tune in as we keep you up to date with events, the ins and outs of living on an island, and hearing from different people in our community. Whether you just moved here, been an islander for many years, or are just visiting, Join us as we explore that easy island together. Welcome to Kameno Island, listeners. Today I'm here with the president of Friends of Kameno Island Parks, uh, as well as, um, well, that person is going to be Tom Eisenberg. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. I was trying to combine too much at once. And then we're also joined by the program specialist with the Washington State Parks, Alana Johansson. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So before we get started about everything, tell us a little bit about yourself. So we'll start with Tom.
2: Uh, gosh. I've uh, been on the island for since 1974. Uh, not full-time. We had recreational property at that time. And then by 1994, uh, we built a residence and moved up here permanently. Okay. Very cool. And
0: for you, Alana? Um, been on the island for about six years and absolutely love it here. And um, I have a little bit of a background in ecology and um, environmental science. And that's kind of like how I got into parks and okay. how I just ended up falling in love with the park system and uh, specifically Kama Beach.
1: Nice. Very cool. So how did you guys hear about Camino Island?
2: Myself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well when I was about uh, 12 years old <laughs> my, uh, I had uh, two aunts and uncles who bought property up here at Tide Beach. Okay. And, uh, that was in about 1956 or 52 rather. Okay. And uh, at that time Camino Island was just starting to develop. Yeah. And uh, they had bought beach property at Tahee Beach. Lots ranged from $600 to $1,000 a piece. <laughs> and my dad was way too clever to buy any of that. So <laughs> we were just visitors for years. Okay. Very cool. And what about you, Alana?
0: Um, well, I'm actually going to be honest. I'm one of the people that moved here from out of the area. and. When my husband and I moved here, it was completely sight unseen, our house. We had never even heard of Camino Island or anything. And we just bought the house. And then we are like, when we got here, we were like, oh my God, this is the best place ever. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow, so uh, had you guys, did you guys look through the house and everything? And
0: yeah, it was, you know, just all online and everything. Um, wow. Our agent was like, you know, this is the best one we've looked at. So yeah.
1: Wow. Where did you guys move from?
0: Um. Well, we're one of those. We moved from California. Okay.
1: Nice. Oh, California. I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to contribute to the oh, community. So
1: <laughs> no, that's great very cool so um so i really want to focus this podcast on kind of the parks and trails of the island um this podcast is is uh focused towards people that are either new to the island or maybe just visiting um and we want to s- you know there's so many different parks now on the island and different places to go um but then there's also that blend of also like a lot of the private beaches and stuff so if someone might be driving down the road and look at a beach and say that's great i'm going to start there and go play there and they jump out of their car and they're playing for a little bit and then someone comes out and they're like, you're on my property. <laughs> so we <laughs> want to avoid that as much as possible, but there's obviously a lot of great public areas on the on the Camino Island as well to check out. So um, first of all, I want to start out with, are there a lot of fees or passes um, required for the parks and trails that are on Camino?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, take that. Uh, actually, the majority of parks are free. They're county parks and the county has uh, no charge for the use of their parks, only their boat launches and things like that. Okay. So state parks, which we have two of, uh, Discovery Pass is required, or you can get a day pass, parking pass uh, at the uh, Welcome Center.
1: Okay. Nice. And the, where's the Welcome Center for those who don't know?
0: Um, so the Welcome Center at Kama Beach is the first building that you see on your left after you enter the park. Okay. And you can get the Discover Pass there. You can get the day pass there. There are actually like a couple of other options that some people don't know about. Okay. Um. So any sort of ADA placard Mm -hmm. or DP plates at Washington State Parks will get you. They'll work as a Discover Pass. So they. Oh. Okay. you, You don't need one if you have those. Okay. Um. And then there are a few other programs that. Um, people can apply for through headquarters. So um, there's a senior limited income pass. Um, there's a disabled veterans pass. There's a disability pass. There are several others that will, um, that are like good programs that people, I, I think sh- more people should be aware of.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. And especially, I mean, on Kameno, you've got a lot of people that are kind of in that senior Mm-hmm. Um, age group, so they might be able to, uh, you know, apply for those type of uh, passes. <laughs> Tom's giving me a funny look right <laughs> now. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Where's the best place to find uh, maps of the trails and things like that?
2: <laughs> well, just the, the trail guides in general, uh, our French Command Island group, Publishes a uh, trail guide to all public properties, including the state parks. And uh, they're available at the Welcome Center at Camel uh, Beach State Park. They're also available at the Camano Marketplace and at the Plaza Ace Hardware and at the Elger Bay Grocery Store. Okay. And they, uh, uh, when we first brought them on board, which was about uh, 20 years ago, uh, we charged the dollar for them to cover printing costs, and that's all we charge today.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and I know at the marketplace they run out pretty frequently, and then as we get into summer, I'm sure it'll be even faster now.
2: Marketplace is definitely our one of our very best outlets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very cool. All right, and then um, actually, I want to jump back real quick, just so that there's better uh, clarification on um, on both both areas. Um, what, can you explain a little bit of Friends of Kamano Island Parks and what they do, sure. and then also give them the short name?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Friends of Camano no. P- Island Parks, which is a mouthful, uh, is reduced to FOSPs. We're just uh, referred to as uh, that, and uh, we actually formed in 1991 uh-huh. as the Friends of Kama Beach, and uh, we. Uh, worked hard to try and convince the uh, Washington State Parks Department that Camelope Beach, three, four uh, 430 acres with a mile of waterfront was a great place for a state park. And uh, they refused to even consider it. And uh, so our job was we uh, lobbied with the family who were just really eager to have it become a state park. Mm-hmm. And uh, they arranged for uh, politicians and uh, folks of influence to come out and view the park and we'd show it around. We also maintained the park so it looked nice mm-hmm. until after two years, the uh, state finally decided, okay, let's take a chance. And, uh, and it uh, became a state park in, officially in 93. Okay. Didn't open until 97 was a proposed uh, date of opening earned the name of Murphy's Law State Park because it couldn't quite ever get opened uh, due to a multitude of different things that happened. And they finally opened in 2008. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> a long journey. Right, but after we had completed our mission of getting the park uh, to be a reality, uh, <clears throat> folks sat around and said, hey, we're a great good uh, group, let's do something else. Uh, changed our mission statement and our name the Friends of Camino Island Parks, okay. and decided to uh, start maintaining and trying to acquire more property for uh, public use, and okay. I'm really pleased to say that when we formed, <coughs> the only real public property was the ballpark, uh, the boat launches, and uh, the, the existing uh, Camino Island State Park. Okay. And uh, so, since we've uh, been active, uh, we've been instrumental in re- uh, acquiring 14 new properties, and uh, we now have over 1,600 acres of public wow. land. There. So that's awesome. Yeah, we kind of keep after it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very cool. So then on the Washington State Park side then, um, what what's kind of, especially the focus on Kamena, what, what are kind of the areas that you guys hit on?
0: Well, first of all, I, I just want to say how instrumental Joseph is in maintaining the parks. They are amazing, and they're such an amazing group. And they do all of our trail maintenance um, and all kinds of other projects for wow. us. And um, with you know limited staff and things like that, having them and having those volunteers to be able to lean on is wonderful. Um, so I just wanted to say that. Um,
1: So for Washington State Parks, then, um, what's their kind of focus here on Kamano?
0: Yeah, so on Kamano, we have Kama Beach State Park, and then our sister park, Kamano Island State Park. Mm -hmm. They are one mile apart from one another, and um, there is a trail in between the two parks that people can use. Okay. And, um, yeah, the... They're about as different as you can get. So Kama is a very, very special park. Um, it's unique, and one of the things that I actually love about it for the history of the island is there actually used to be resorts like that all over the island, okay. and is um, the only one. It is unique in that respect. It's the only one that's been preserved and survived Mm -hmm. all these years. The rest were kind of turned into housing developments and whatnot. (laughs) Um, And it's so neat to look at, like, the pictures um, back in the day of Kama and then compare those to some of the other ones that were on this island. Yeah. Um, And then... So we run CAMA as a resort and we want to keep that, um, that vibe and that feeling going. And we want to have as much positivity um, for our guests when they arrive. And so um, with CAMA, you know, guests arrive, we have a shuttle service that helps, you know, take them down to the beach and their cabins. And then um, most people, when they get there, they don't necessarily know what to expect when they haven't stayed previously, but then by the time they're checking out, they're like, oh my gosh, this place is so special. We just love it so much. And it's just, it's an, uh, such a unique experience. Yeah. Um, and then Camino Island State Park is one of those that you would think of as um, more of like a, a, a typical state park. So we have a, a large beach, we have lots of hiking trails, we have cabins up in the forest. Um, and everything there, and that one is special in its own right. The views there are amazing, especially along, along the South Rim Trail. Yeah. Um, and some, you know, some of those campsites have some really fantastic views as well. And so, yeah, I, the thing that one of the questions that we get frequently is, you know which park should i visit i only have like a little bit of time like which one's better (laughs) and it's the answer is always both go to both i think they're amazing parks and they're so different um and it's just so i I always recommend that people just like experience both.
2: yeah that's very cool oh just a a, on comando island state park uh you know it's a great camp area lots of forest and uh, it also has a kayak campsite Okay. Uh, down on the water mm-hmm. and so uh, for people who like to kayak it's nice to know that there's an overnight stop there's a, a the water trails that they can follow and things like that yeah, yeah. that's great yeah and there's, and a, there's it, a bicycle yeah. campsite
0: yeah so there's the, the one uh, marine trail campsite okay. for you know kayaks and human-powered right. <laughs> um, watercraft. And then there's a hiker biker site, two of them actually, over at Camino Island State Park as well. So okay. none of those can be reserved; they're all first come first serve. But um, they're very neat little little campsites. Yeah. And then the Marine Trail one is so nice because it, it follows along that mat- Marine Trail route that goes through the Puget Sound.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah, I remember as a kid growing up, I'd go down to the state park um and you know go through the trails and stuff um but i would always get confused on which road led to which beach and sometimes we would be trying to get down to the beach and i would end up on this other road i'm like okay i made a wrong turn somewhere because i'm on a bluff right
0: now you're not the only one (laughs) it happens frequently um even you know when people are hiking or whatever like which park am I in now and then <laughs> the, um, when they drive in you know they're trying to get to one park and they're in the other one they're like wait I'm supposed to be camping I have no idea where I am and so <laughs> and <laughs> we do a lot of uh, directions and helping people that way
1: yeah well if I remember correctly um, at Camino Island State Park the, the road that you take down to the actual beach, you actually first go up then down and on the other one you go down and then, but it ends on the bluff. So in my head, I will always look at the hill at the two roads, and I'm like, Oh, well that's going downhill. So that must be the the beach access one. Mm. And I would always end up at the bluff, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, spend a lot of time running around there and and checking out the beaches down there. They're great. So what are some of the good trails, because we have a lot of, I mean, the the population is is changing to some degree on the island. Um, So for those people that have small kids and stuff, what are the best parks and trails to hit
2: for them? I'll take that one if that's okay. Uh, Probably, you know, if you have small children, uh, there's a piece of of, uh, property that's open to the public, and it's the Commando Center. Mm -hmm. It's off Arrowhead up here. Yeah and uh, the public's welcome to park in the parking lot and there's a perimeter trail that goes around it. Uh, It's only a third of a mile. It's uh, fairly flat and level. There's hardly any major change in elevation. Uh, All ages, it's a surface trail with uh, either bark or crushed rocks, so not many tripping hazards. And it's it's a beautiful little piece of property. And there's also some signage along the way that was put up by the health department, the county health department, uh, to entertain kids. (laughs) And it's like, stop and listen, you know, do you hear birds, do you hear traffic, you know, do you, and a little uh, kind of a hopscotch area and things like that. So it's uh, really nice for children. And uh, the other one uh, that is uh, extremely nice is Iverson's uh, Mm -hmm. Beach. Yep. Uh, flat level, uh, sandy trails. Uh, most of the year they're in good shape, sometimes they get a little muddy, but that's tr- a trail. Yeah. And plus they have uh, three beach accesses where you can walk up over the dike and uh, it's just an absolutely beautiful uh, sandy beach out there and it's got a big parking area now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it used to be c- terrible because it only had a six-car parking lot with <laughs> 60 cars there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's uh, just absolutely a wonderful park and uh, no pass uh, required. Nice. And there's another small one down towards the south end of the island called Hutchison Park, Okay. which also has a very flat level trail that goes through the woods, and uh, it's less than a half mile long. And I guess the last one would be English Boone. Okay, yep. And English Boom again is a very small park, and it has uh, one half mile of uh, flat level trail that goes out through the uh, uh, tidal marsh. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it has two uh, ditches that are carved by the tide, and they're covered across by small bridges. There's no problem getting across them except in the winter time. Yes, we can't maintain it due to high tides and things like that. So you might have to exercise some agilities to try and get <laughs> out <on> through <laughs> going over the logs and things, but this time of the year from March on we maintain that trail out there and it's so uh, we make sure the bridge is good and solid Nice. And ready to go, so yeah. that's a nice one.
1: Yeah, and, and this year I know we had some record like high
2: tides, so like yes. English boom... And winds. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we got hammered down there. Yeah, and, and uh, just uh, for everybody's information, Uh, To familiarize people with the parks and the trails, Mm -hmm. the first Saturday of every month from October to June, uh, Friends of Camano Island Parks conducts a public walk. And uh, it's announced in the Crab Cracker or on our website or in the Stanwood Camano News. And anybody and everybody is welcome. They just are advised to dress for the weather. We do it rain or shine. And uh, sturdy shoes. And unfortunately, no dogs. Okay. And uh, you know we all love dogs, but when you get in a group like that, you have multiple dogs uh-huh. so that can run into problems. So yep. keep your poochie at home and uh, <laughs> enjoy the walk. And when you come back, you can bring your dog with you on a leash, of course.
1: But yeah, yeah. And actually, I guess on that, then we do have a lot of people that have dogs uh, or are moving here with dogs on the island. What are the places to go for them? Um, I'll
2: take that as your. Don't mind. uh, You know, almost all the parks will allow dogs on leash. Okay. But uh, we have a designated dog park, which is on East Camino Drive. I can't give you the exact address, but uh, because I've been on the island so long, I know where everything is, but I can't tell you the address (laughs) of it. But it's just uh, south of uh, the Camino Chapel on East on West Camino Drive. Okay. And uh, there's signage on your right hand side just after you pass the chapel. It says uh, uh, Henry Hollow Dog Park. Okay. And so that's a good place to take dogs off leash. Uh, English Boom also allows dogs (coughs) to be off the leash. Okay. Primarily because it's also, we share that park with hunters in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. It's a duck hunting place. Okay. It always has been. It's traditional. And so, therefore, hunting dogs are allowed to be off-leash just uh, through necessity. And yep. so, uh, the county will not try and enforce a leash law out there. Yeah.
1: Yep. So Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, um, what are some of the uh trails that are better for like whether if someone's looking for more of a challenging hike or maybe like running trails as well well kama's got some
2: good trails for getting a cardiovascular workout you want to take kama
0: um yeah what i would say is if someone's looking for um a good run like a trail run Mm -hmm. or just a longer hike uh, what i love to do is i love to just park at Kama do the whole loop there take the cross island trail over to Camino Island State Park do the whole loop there and then come back <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that'll take you take a while a map. <laughs> yeah take a map for sure but that'll take you a while but that'll get you a good um, a good workout for sure nice the, the
2: old entrance uh, too is yeah quite steep that takes you the uh, Caml Beach uh, for those that don't know all of there's no cars allowed At the uh, resort part of the park, everybody has to park on the hill. Yeah. Then you have your choice. You can take a wonderful little park shuttle that you just call for, and they pick you up. Or if you, it's a beautiful day, and you want to get a little exercise, you can walk down. It's a fairly steep hill. Going down is great. Yeah. But if you (laughs) don't want to go back up, you can call a shuttle. very cool
0: especially when you're carrying all your belongings with you (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. well and actually speaking of that high tide um one of our gals that works for us she her and her daughter were staying at one of the cabins Hmm. when we had that crazy high tide and she showed us a video of the water hitting the cabin
0: wasn't that incredible i was like oh my word oh my gosh it was very safe. They were still safe. Yes. Uh, we did yes. make sure everything was <laughs> safe. But yeah, um, we, we moved a few people in the cabins around, uh, gave them an op- option of uh, doing a full refund and everything. But the ones that chose to stay, we moved them to a safer location, and then they were still able to kind of see what was happening see
2: the storm. See the storm. Witness it. Yeah. It There's was people who, incredible. who come to CAMA just for the storm. Yeah, I know. because it is it's, it's beautiful, you know. It yeah. really is. And you're like, uh, uh, Delanda was saying, you're, you know, there's a safety seawall in front of you and, and all that. And, uh, you know, it's just something awesome about the storms, yeah. you know. And, and
0: yeah. the, other, the other thing that we do, um, for anyone there during a storm, because any storm like that, the power is going to go out. Yeah. Right? So, um, at Camma yeah, like Island. <laughs> whenever the power goes out and we have people staying in the cabins, uh, what we actually do, we have our cama center uh, doubles as an emergency shelter. So okay. our it's cabin, yeah, inside. our cabin guests, we open it up for the cabin guests. We have a ranger or a staff member in there. Um, And so the cabin guests can come in and warm by the fire or play games or read a book or anything like that um, while they're kind of waiting for the power to come back on. Sometimes it's only a couple hours. Sometimes it's much, much longer than that. (laughs) A couple more hours. And if it's much, much longer than that, then we definitely give them the option for, you know, a refund for the rest of the night and things like that. But, yeah, yeah, we always make sure to... um, Take care of our guests during the storms.
2: Yeah, yeah, very cool. You know, just along that same uh, vein, uh, my wife and I drove shuttle for years uh, okay. down at the park when it first opened up. And it, regardless of the conditions, it always impressed me how happy people were. Yeah. You know, because that's exciting mm-hmm. to you know to be moved up into the. Uh, Great Hall and all that, you know. And most people, some people will, will grouch and, and get upset, and I understand that too. But it's just always amazed me what a happy experience people have, you know, at
0: yeah. that's yeah. one of the reasons I love working there because it's just like—it's
2: <laughs> gratifying. <isn't> <laughs> oh my gosh! So
0: you're there, and like you're one of the first people that they see, and you you know, greet them, and they're just like so excited, and the kids are so excited, and it's just like infectious. Yeah
2: families love the Mm -hmm. kids you know because there's no cars down below and so the adults can just let their kids be kids yeah Yeah. and the kids immediately form new friends throughout (laughs) the park
0: oh yes they do
2: and then as a result the family members have to become <laughs> friends, you know. Yeah. And so the repeats at Camel Beach are just fantastic. We
0: have people that have been coming there, groups, large groups that have been coming there every year since the park opened. Yep. Wow! Yep. And then the kids have grown up, um, mm. and they're still coming. And then oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing because then the grandkids are going to come when later down the road. It's um, it is a tradition for so many people. Um, yeah. And the other thing that's so great and I love to hear these stories, is the people that they have created this tradition since it's been a state park, but then their parents brought them as kids while well, it was privately owned. So okay. they've been coming forever. Yeah, five,
3: yeah. six generations.
2: Yes. Get, just keep coming to the park.
1: We'll be right back to this episode after a word from our sponsor.
3: Hi there, I'm Marla Hegel, owner and broker of Windermere Real Estate, right here on Camano Island in Stanwood. Here at Windermere, we have agents you can trust. We are passionate about our community and helping others navigate the real estate process. What makes us different is our agents live here and know the Kameno Island and Stanwood area. They truly understand the intricacies of our local market. Our team offers unparalleled knowledge and expertise from beach rights and road easements to wells and septics. Whether you're buying a home or selling a home, we are ready to walk alongside you. Take a look at our website, windermirstanwoodcamano.com, or stop by one of our two local offices. You can also listen to our podcast, We Are Stanwood Camano. We live here, we work here, and we're all in for you.
2: You you just can't hardly say enough about Camel Beach. Mm -hmm. They also have programs planned children on the weekends and things like that. And the Kama Foundation and uh, Soundwater Stewards will put a beach saying out there and the public can go down and and see uh, the sea life right in its habitat and things like that. And have aquariums set up, microscopes. I can't say enough about it. Plus, uh, I go down and give a crab talk every year on how to catch care for and cook crabs and they don't want to miss that yeah that's,
0: that's awesome yeah. I
2: pack them in sometimes I'll have six seven people <laughs>
0: <laughs> no we have so many programs for children so we have all the programs that our um, interpretive specialist puts together all of the all the educational programs but then, like Tom mentioned, um, the Kama Beach Foundation, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but... No, um, They are this another amazing right. partner organization for the parks, and they run the Kama Beach Historic Store okay. on the beach, and so all of the proceeds from the sales from that store go to their educational programs. Okay. So they're giving back to the park, and they're giving back to the kids, and so... Um, they, all summer, and um, it's like every single day we have multiple programs happening. Um, we have other partner organizations, um, like the Center for Wooden Boats. Yeah. So They operate the boathouse on the beach, and mm-hmm. um, they do like every Saturday they have toy boat building, which is <laughs> one of the. Um, it's one of the most beloved <laughs> activities. Um, for kids they just love it so much yeah Um, we have it inside the boathouse right now sometimes when it's outside the boathouse you know they're they have their little like little mini hammers and things and they're kind of pounding on the wooden boat so Uh it can be a little noisy
2: woodworking tools sometimes it's the first time a child's ever driven a nail sometimes it's the first time their dad has ever driven a (laughs) nail and it's really fun to watch them build a toy boat That's awesome. Just a little more on the Center for Wooden Boats. When I first started volunteering at Canva Beach, I was volunteering for the Center for Wooden Boats. When I found out that uh, the same entity that's down at uh, Lake Union in Seattle was coming up to Canva Beach to have a saltwater uh, venue, I thought, wow, this is going to be really great. I've always loved the water, uh, boated all my life, and uh, so I went down and started uh, uh, helping out down there. And uh, they are really a worthwhile organization. They're a great uh, contribution to our community in a lot of respects. And they still rent uh, replicas of the original resort boats that were there, wow. as well as other boats. Okay. Uh, you can rent a sailboat down there. And I try to impress on people who are new to the island or new to the area. They want to get into the Northwest experience They want to buy a boat, and buying a boat is, I don't care whether you're buying a a small boat or a big boat, it's something you should really take into consideration. Mm -hmm. Center for Wooden Boats, you can go down there, you can rent any one of a number of different types of boats. Yeah. Find out which one you like, find out if you really like it, like, oh my God, there's waves, you know. (laughs) I mean, some people just, you know, they don't like it, and so this is an excellent way to do it. Uh, you know, spend uh, an hour or two hours or rent the boat for all day and uh, really uh, find out whether you like it or not. It's also a wonderful volunteer uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. If you go down and volunteer at the Center for Wooden Boats, whether it's uh, working, uh, uh, watering the plants, uh, answering the phone, uh, cleaning one of their cabins. They do have two cabins uh, that are strictly theirs that you can rent outside of the uh, uh, state park system. Oh, uh, So okay. if the state park's uh, fully booked sometimes, but you have to be a member, excuse me. I'm okay. not trying to plug it, but at any rate, uh, if you're a volunteer, you don't have to be a member. They want you to be a member, but uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to be quoted on this, but it's roughly for every four hours of uh, labor you put in, you get an hour free in a boat. Okay. And if you work, I think it's eight hours, it's it's not a lot. You can actually get the use of a cabin overnight. Okay. So it's a huge incentive for people to come down there and yeah. uh, get to see the park, and they don't even need a Discovery Pass. That's correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's correct. They'll get a volunteer. Another pass. selling point to <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> a volunteer. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
1: Well, that's great. The um, I do think with boats and stuff, especially being on an island and stuff like that, you, they're. Um, They're like the the horse of the sea. Like they are a black hole that you spend so much money and time and energy in just maintaining it. And then the people that aren't really motivated to get out there and they just want to have it in case they want it. That's right. They spend all this time and money and they use it a
2: few times a year. It's sitting in the garage. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm going to take it out, but everything's in front of it. Uh, I'm not going to take it out. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's yeah. a great opportunity for right. people. And they usually hold classes in uh, that are related to seamanship and things like that. So yeah. You can go down there and learn how to row. You can go down there and learn how to stout and outboard. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to feel like a fool because they understand it's your first time out. Here's what you do and uh, there you go, you know. So yeah. it's really a, a great uh, addition to our island uh, lifestyle, that's for sure. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, very cool. So I, I also wanted to get from you guys what is your guys' favorite places on the island to go
2: within the parks and trails. Well, uh, you know, for me it's hard to pick a, a winner with the uh, sixteen properties, <laughs> but I'll tell you, our last acquisition uh, is probably my favorite, and that's uh, Barnum Point Preserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, for a multitude of reasons. Number one, it's the first time the county has actually put in a parking lot big enough to hold more than six cars. (laughs) (laughs) so People can go there and probably find a parking place. Yeah, Uh, although now it's starting to get filmed up. It is, the pandemic changed things. And uh, it's got uh, two miles of trail and uh, uh, a huge diversity in the trails. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's got uh, multiple, Habitats, which are so important to a healthy piece of property, it's got a mile of waterfront, so you got the shore. Uh, it's got uh, a field, uh, probably 30 acres of, of open area that mm-hmm. uh, transitions into brush and then into forest. Okay. Anytime you get a transition area, don't get me started on this. <laughs> you have a higher density of uh, diversity of animal life and population. It doesn't matter whether it's uh, the intertidal area, the shore, has more life per square foot than the deepest part of the ocean. Okay. So it's just that interface of environments that encourages uh, this diversity of population. Okay. And uh, we've got it there at Barn. We've got everything from old growth uh, forest. To old growth wetland, which is extremely rare, mm-hmm. so you've got just everything from amphibians to vegetation to birds. I think the bird list out there is about one hundred and sixty uh, varieties. Very cool. And uh, you know, sometimes uh, you'll see almost anything out there. Nice. I'm even there sometimes. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a beautiful park. All right. And well named very well-maintained uh, trails there. Yes.
1: Yeah. Very cool. And what about you, Alana?
0: Um, well, I have a very, 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 very soft spot in my heart for uh, Barnum Point. I don't, I don't know that I'm allowed to say this. my favorite. Um, <laughs> so I will, I, I, I won't say that.
2: <laughs> it, it is beautiful. It, it is. It's
0: fantastic. It really is. Um, and then, yeah, I would say... What's great about the island is just that there are so many different parks and there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um and so if you're you know, it's midsummer or something like that and you're not looking for something as busy, you can um just kind of like peek around and see which one has yeah. fewer cars in the parking lot. Um and then if it's same thing a weekday in this time of year, you know you yeah. can go to one of the state parks and basically um, have all of, all the solitude that you want. Yeah. on trails. Yeah. So, yeah, um, there's there's a few spots um, in within CAMA that I just absolutely love. There's one uh, one viewpoint on the Marine View Loop Trail that yeah. is like, I love that little Little viewpoint that platform (laughs) Um, because what I like to do is you know I'll go out there on a break or something like that and then just be completely still and just like sit there for about five minutes and then what'll happen is all the little critters all the little birds all the little squirrels will come out and you're just sitting there, and you're just surrounded by wildlife, and you have the view and everything, and it's just fantastic.
2: Disney-esque, <laughs> isn't it though? <so? laughs> is. Yeah, I agree. That's that is a beautiful trail up there. It really is. The yeah. Lake. The Cranberry Lake trails. Cranberry awesome. Lake is fantastic.
0: Yes. It is hard to pick <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> that one I always recommend, especially um, for families, because. We have all of our interpretive signs out there that are interpretive specialists, okay. Montana and Napier had put out there. And the thing that's so special about that trail is actually it was created by beavers. So once you get to the very end of the trail, you're standing on an active beaver dam. Wow, okay. And you're not gonna see them because they're nocturnal. Unless you're very lucky. Oh, exactly. <coughs> but we do know that it's still active because we have trail cameras out there. So we get glimpses of them still adding to it and everything. Absolutely um, not trees. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's so just cool. so fantastic um, just to have that there in the park. It makes it so special. I mean, some people, without knowing that history, I mean, I tell people, like, Okay, lake is a little bit of a strong term.
2: I know. (laughs) But. (laughs) You always have to qualify it, otherwise you're disappointed.
0: Exactly. But it's so cool otherwise, like, just to know know how it was built. Um, Yeah.
2: Very cool. And the the trail actually parallels the old logging uh, road. It It was a very easy trail to build. We just had to clear out the the trees that had grown up, the uh, small trees that had uh, cluttered the old logging road, Okay. and uh, the little bridge that you go over right at the start, the little trestle, mm-hmm. that was actually uh, a flume. Mm. If you notice, it's cut just as straight as can be. It was man-made, and they would channel the water uh, down from the lake to uh, sluice the logs down to the beach. I never realized yeah. that. Nice. And so as a result, log the only way to transport no roads were available at that time they just brought everything down to the beach rafted them up and had them towed off and stored or went directly to the mills okay when all the logs were gone no loggers don't stick around right abandoned the property (laughs) a lot of that property sold for tax value okay and as a result people with a little foresight came on the island and said wow this is beach access I could build a resort here, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much how all the resorts started to develop. Okay. Outside of the big mill site, up the north end of the island, Utsaladi. Yeah. And then after uh, the resorts uh, were no longer profitable or uh, could be run, mm-hmm. uh, they became developments. Okay. Housing sites, so. Nice. And we were fortunate enough that Kama Beach uh, stayed as a resort, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's the, basically the history of uh, the island
1: that's awesome yeah yeah thank you for sharing that and i think yeah a lot of people you know they see Kameno as it is today right and they're like oh it's like a tourist area that people yeah. come you know and then they've got summer homes and stuff but like kameno has gone through these evolutions it that most people wouldn't <laughs> no. know no
2: so it's very you have cool. to go on my historic tour i just finished it last weekend okay yeah a bus tour we do it in conjunction with the Kameno center they just have a small bus and we take uh 12 13 people and uh take them to sites on the island that they, uh, for new people that they don't know, and for existing people, places that they didn't know. Okay. And it's always a lot of fun. And uh, I had a person on the last one who was actually raised over at Madrona Beach Resort. Okay. And I told her, I said, you should be conducting the tour. And uh, <laughs> no, she had a good time and uh, she found a few things out about the island that she didn't know. One nice. you know, the one that really surprises people is the Doppler radar. They've heard of it. They see it on the weather chart and right. uh, know what it is. And they have no idea where it is. <laughs> Except that it's on Camino Right. <laughs> so.
1: Well, very cool. So before we end the podcast, mm-hmm. um, are there any guests or topics that you would like to see on this podcast? Uh, I
2: mean, there's, have you had the... Uh, it doesn't fit with yours the emergent response response people yeah no
1: that's definitely on our list okay. because i think uh, especially with that storm that we have this exactly winter. Mm-hmm.
2: for oh. people who live on the island it's nice to know what those people are doing yeah you know, and uh, they're just uh, a wonderful cause uh sound stewards have you had the, them on before No. they're a volunteer group that uh, uh does shoreline studies and uh they used to be accredited with uh, Washington State University. I'm not so sure of the details anymore. And then another one, of course, is Backyard Wildlife Habitat, which mm-hmm. is a subsidiary of Friends of Kamano Island Parks. And Val Schroeder uh, is in charge of that, where, uh, I don't know, a lot of people don't know that uh, Kamano Island was, uh, that there's a program run by the federal government uh, to make backyard wildlife communities. If you get a certain percentage of the people in your neighborhood to sign up, and all it is is to have uh, cover, uh, food, and water uh, for uh, wildlife. In okay. other words, a, a bird bath is going to suffice, a uh, suet feeder is wonderful, and maybe a couple of nice uh, rhododendrons in your yard that grows close to the ground. Uh, very minimal requirements, but at any rate, it's still a wonderful thing, federally backed. Yeah. And uh, uh, Val took on the island. In Island to be accredited so okay. that was a pretty big deal yeah. yeah I think we had a thousand people we got signed up very to cool. get accreditation and she had Al Gore uh, take her back to Washington DC and gave her <laughs> <laughs> an <laughs> award so Val's a great gal to have on too. so nice
1: very cool what about you Alana
0: um, I think definitely Soundwater Stewards is a great one um, I was gonna say John Custer from Canva Beach County Foundation um, so he, his current role within that organization, he was basically the founder of that organization. Yeah. And his <laughs> current role, um, he used to do everything and run the store and do the programs, and he's really focusing on the edu- educational programs at this time. Okay. Um, and I would say also Jeff Wheeler. Okay. He's our uh-huh. area manager at yeah. um, well, area manager for Kama Beach and Camino Island State Parks, um, but also... Salish Foothills. Yes, exactly. So for the Salish Foothill, er, Foothills area. Okay. Um, so the other three parks in that area are Bayview and Racer and Rockport. So okay. Those are off the island, but still group, <laughs> fantastic parks.
2: <laughs> okay. Very cool. And then lastly, what, what, one other one, Chuck Durland with the Kamino schoolhouse. Oh
1: yes, yeah. Yeah,
2: Chuck's, he'd like to have, I know he'd love to do it. So. Awesome. And then
1: um, lastly, do you guys have anything you want to say to the new residents or visitors of Kamano Island? No. <laughs>
2: no? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you, uh, really, uh, get to know your, your neighbors and make them your friends and respect, uh, you know, the environment up here yeah. because uh, we're it's a delicate balance. You don't live in Redmond or Bellevue anymore. Uh, when you flush the toilet, it doesn't go f- 20 miles away to some unknown spot and disappear. <laughs> it goes into your neighbor or your backyard. And so there's a lot to learn on uh, how to live properly on the island and, and be able to enjoy it. So, yeah. Uh, we've got a small town atmosphere up here. And you'd be amazed how uh, friendly the people are. And your neighbors, you're no exception. So. Awesome.
0: Yeah, one thing to add to that um, for Kamino Island and this community in Washington State in general, um, there is. A, I mean, we we do such a great job of being respectful of the environment and everything else. Um, it's it's not just that. It's not just other people. It's it's the wildlife, nature, everything, but also. Um,
2: they're all, the our, land, our community. the land
0: is special, and yeah. the land deserves mm-hmm. as much respect and protection as we can give it. Yeah, don't
2: yeah. make yeah. your yard all lawn.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, I know we have a lot of work being done, uh, and Kamenos actually in Washington and kind of in the mainland of the United States is on that forefront of how do you make um, healthy tourism and, you know, kind of what Hawaii's been doing. Yeah. Kamano's um, yeah. been doing a lot of work in that. So mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people behind that. Um, and yeah, we just yeah. want to see the island continue as it is. I mean, we want to see new faces, new people, um, families and stuff, but we also want to make sure it's protected, so it's here for many, many generations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect and, it.
0: and our job is to educate our new, new guests and newcomers here in the island.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's
2: my pleasure. Thank
1: you. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. It's been really fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Welcome to Kameno Island podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks again to Windermere Real Estate for sponsoring today's episode. If you have any questions about today's topic or have any topic suggestions, please email us at chamber at kamenoisland.org as always make sure to subscribe to our podcast to never miss an episode that's all for today's episode Islanders see you next time